Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, an electric toothbrush that doesn't use any batteries, a slick slider for your phone, and two, yeah, not just one, but two user-selected projects tonight. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I and KT Data want to have the show, but the important half of the show is finally back after all his like real life stuff and things. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I am glad because you're you're actually you know educating and doing good things in life. Where while I'm here just eating food, the one and only <laughs> Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm very good. I, I felt a little guilty because I think I bowed out of two shows in a row. One, I was in LA helping students connect with industry like content marketing giants. Uh, and then I think one of them, I was just behind the gun on this documentary. And so tonight, even though I'm like a week away from screening this documentary and it is nowhere near done, I was like, I need a break. I'm just going to do a show with KT and we'll get it done. I'll, I'll edit till midnight. Yeah. So I, I, I'm well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited because I will be there. You got less than a week to go. So that's why I, it's, it's crunch time. So I, ha- I have to ask you while, you know, while you're editing, I know you always like having the munchies. So what is the sweet confectionery of your choice right now that's keeping you through all right so i've got i've got the uh the, the uh gobstoppers box i've got the bottle caps that my my 10 year old let me have her bottle caps box so i've got that um my students they they love me and so they gave me a full like gift bag <laughs> i have eaten everything inside of it and it was a lot of asian candy that's what's funny a lot of asian candy um I was like, and then i just see an apple in there which is just uh, the, the <laughs> two or three more of these <laughs> Uh, I've got this fantastic. This is a uh, a happy pill, <laughs> so that keeps me going. There's a first place ribbon hanging from the basket. Right? I mean, it, they are, are you sure they didn't just steal this from like a soccer game or something? <laughs> <laughs> there was a gift card to Fizz, and then one of my students knows I love root beer, and so he gave me um four a four pack of of uh, the Brigham's Brew root beer. Ooh. Like I am. Uh, the best part, I ate it all, but there was a ton of Asian candy that was uh, from Ocean Mart in Roy, and it was delicious. It was so good. There was like salad on a stick. It was like those pocky sticks, but instead of dipped in yeah. like, frosting, it was like straight like pretzel flavor. Man. Anyway, uh, and then I have a bag of popcorn. So yes, I'm going all <laughs> night, and I'm working the whole time. Uh, <laughs> That's I, funny. But, but I'm glad. I I always I always like feel bad because I know you're a busy man. You you have growing daughters, you have a loving wife, and somehow you make time for the show. So I always appreciate it that you can do this. So I have, I have enough <laughs> I have enough room in my life and my arms can wrap around all my girls and my KT. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if this is your first time watching the show yes this is the, the drew happy love hour show really yeah everything else is really extra this is the main part of the show but, <laughs> welcome. yeah but welcome to the show um we we got a packed one this was one of those weeks where i was going through our list of projects i'm like there are too many good projects i like i feel bad cutting out some of these projects um, so hopefully you guys will enjoy the ones we picked, but before we do that, we have one piece of news to cover and I waited for you to talk oh, to you, you about this because this is kind of an interesting thing. Indiegogo has announced the Indiegogo marketplace. So we already know they have their in-demand and their campaigns. Now right, right. They're, they're taking it one more step farther where it's the Indiegogo marketplace where you can get these 
the next day or however long it takes to ship them because they're already made. They're in boxes ready to ship to you. Past projects that have already funded. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're past projects. And when you go to the marketplace, you can see right here, you can <laughs> notice that they'll show you the price and that they're all guaranteed to ship. So it's not like you're just, you know, flying an idea in the sky. These projects right. are made ready to go. You're gonna you're gonna have them in your hands in X amount of time for shipping because oh, shipping. Interesting. Now, didn't somebody do this with Amazon, or yeah, is that so, a different? So that's what's the interesting thing is they did do the this with Amazon, um, but I think the problem when you do that is you have to kind of follow Amazon's rules, uh-huh. and some of these projects probably don't fit with that, or they didn't want to work with Amazon's shipping and stuff because there's some Amazon does some different things to make sure all other logistics are. Right. Okay. So this may be their answer to get around that. Yeah. Um, and as, as you go through, the, you know, you get clothing and stuff. Um, I'm trying to see, like, some of these projects I've seen before. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Craft beer system. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. you've seen this before. So, like, that. That's. I don't know. So, how do you, how do you feel about this? Where we live in a world where if you go to Kickstarter, they're always like. Kickstarter is not a store. It is a place for ideas and stuff. And Indiegogo's like, nope, we got a store too. <laughs> Come and get stuff here. Right, um, right. Like, is, is is this a wise move for them or is it just going to start muddying the waters even more? No, I think it's a fine move. I think I think what what both of them need to do is they're, they're trying to say for those people that are creators and they're making campaigns and projects and, and things, what, what else? What's the value add? That's why we've seen them all adding things, you know, for like – uh, mark, you know, whatever fulfillment, right? Reward fulfillment and other like processes that go along with running a campaign or a crowdfunding. So I think it's totally normal for them to say, okay, well, what about the ones that have run? Well, now you can have a like you know a direct ship or a, another shopping space. Which, as a campaign organizer or somebody that's putting something on, that would be a bonus for me. I'd say, okay, so once this is done, our product could also sit here as well as our own Amazon link, as well as our own you know Facebook page or, or uh, web page. This is just one more place where people can say, oh, yeah, we'll be in that store as well for the innovators, right? So I think it's a fine idea. I think if they've, they've, if they've, they've built it and it's ready to go, I think, I think it's good. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting the two routes you see. So Kickstarter, they give you the resources and stuff, but they're still kind of hands off. Where you go, you do your own thing. Here's some information that we've gotten over the years. Whereas Indiegogo, they'll talk to you even before you even launch the crowdfunding project on their campaign. They're like, we want to hold your hand, take you through this, and make it as successful as possible. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a, two in, different routes. Kickstarter obviously still has the market share because when you say crowdfunding, everybody thinks Kickstarter. It's true, but Indiegogo is going to give you much more help. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see in the next couple of years if you know people start shifting closer more to Indiegogo or if you know this dynamic is just going to be really really weird because I'm I mean doing a Kickstarter and going to Indiegogo for pre-orders is still a common thing to do. Yes, yes, it is, it is, and so. I think shopping, like, it's catching me. I'm looking at products right now while we're talking. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I must have missed that when it funded, but I would like one now. Yeah, right? definitely check out the $600 shower head that's supposed to save you money. <laughs> Actually, I went that to this thing place. Is sick. Wait, is it here or did I take it home? Oh, I probably have it at home. The, I went to this shop while I was in L.A. called Beta. And you know I'm fond of Beta. But it was a all sorts of crowdfunded and, like, like this marketplace that we're looking at. 
but it was for all the tech toys that have been crowdfunded that are on the market now. They were selling them, and I'm I'm sure they had some sort of you know setup with the people who built them. But you could walk through and play with just about anything that had come through a Kickstarter. So it was like a it was like a toy store for me. It was so cool, and I recognized a lot of things that you and I had you know talked about over the years. The craziest one was a six hundred dollar dartboard. Remember we talked about Bluetooth on everything. Yeah, that had Bluetooth six, on it. Six hundred dollar dartboard. That would Bluetooth, but then but then it would connect to your phone, right? So you throw your darts and you get your points, and then it would Bluetooth to your phone, which then would connect a whole social network to anybody around the world that's playing on the same type of dartboard. So you could play darts around the world. But I was like, man, I'd do that for ten bucks, but not for six hundred bucks. Yeah, you and I need to find two friends, one that lives um, near you and one that lives near me, that just has extra money that they can spend. Yeah, we'll, we'll convince each of them to get one, and then we'll just go to their house, and you yes. and I will play darts remotely with each other. This, oh, I just find it. So, exactly. So this is a store. Like, it was a, a straight-up store right on the 3rd Street Promenade called Beta, and I oh, had a blast in there. So awesome. Is, isn't the 3rd Street Promenade where I, Justine, always frequents to? Yes. Yep. So I think so. Didn't see a random blonde girl no, vlogging? No, but we, we – I mean, our, it was me and my students, so we all had cameras, and we all – we were pretty uh, – for tourists, we were pretty out there. Like we were making some scenes. So, so you mean uh, my family hates it, but I do that too. I'm always the guy running around with a GH4 pointing at myself everywhere. They, they, I can tell they hate it. But yeah, that's me on vacation there. <laughs> All right, so that's our only news item. Um, it's kind of for some odd reason. It's always around this, like right before Thanksgiving, the news just slows down for crowdfunding things. I think everybody's just waiting for the holidays. I think um, so. But we have some cool kick shouts. So those are our Twitter length shout outs. Um, if you have any of those, always send them in. We got two sent in this time, so that's always cool. You can send us a tweet at kickcast at night20 or at KT Data or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast. Um, and so these two are pretty cool. So the first one is called Realms of the Void, and it's the most epic graphic novel, a side. A side real story of light against darkness set in the colorful sci-fi universe of The Void. Oh. Um, looks pretty cool. I like the art style. So if you're a graphic novel fan, you might want to check this out, especially if you're kind of that, uh, what is this, the awesome knots like mm-hmm. um, right? darker anime world. It looks pretty cool. So check that out. That is the um, Realms of the Void. And he's looking for a fairly reasonable 1500 to get a graphic novel going oh that's the bad it's the bad yep and our next one is another book but it's a photo book i photo book is that the right term i'm thinking of the sure. right term. yeah um and it is called stranger it is a still photography project that explores the role of smartphones as a tool to find beauty in an era of surveillance capitalism so everybody's paranoid now about cameras filming them and stuff um what this guy did is he went out on the subway and decided to go find you know, shots of people using their phones and stuff, but not in a creepy way, in more of like a serene look at this person. Cap- right, capture this yeah, moment. Like, moment yep. type thing. So you guys can check that out. He's looking to raise uh, about $8,600 because it's in pounds and yeah, pounds. This this struck me as a really cool like artsy idea to kind of give himself some guidelines and some, some rules of how to how to capture these almost stealthy like snaps of people but it's also kind of like people watching in a black and white photo book that'll sit on your coffee table and be kind of a cool like 
story you know story piece i i love that idea. yeah i, think I, I that, really like it especially since he's in the uk and if you guys think here in the u.s is invasive there are cameras everywhere in the <laughs> UK, like everywhere i think you can like there, there's enough traffic cameras just around to just follow someone as they walk to different areas it's nuts um, so those are our kick shouts. Again, you can always send us them in if you have any cool ones. Just keep the description short, and we will mention it on the show. All right, so for our first project, um, I, w- I want to tell you a story about this, Drew. Yes, do. <laughs> so, yes, do, please. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually found a deal on a electric toothbrush. I've never had an electric toothbrush before. I'm I'm a sucker that manually goes around. I don't think I've ever had an electric either. And I, 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 don't, I don't know why I've always wanted that. And I got super excited because, well, I don't know if I'm getting old or it's just a nerdy thing, but I got an electric toothbrush <laughs> for a pretty good deal. Um, and the great thing about them is, you know, you don't have to do work. You literally just hold the brush, brush in your mouth and the toothbrush does everything. Yeah. The thing that sucks, though, is if you're forgetful like me and forget to put the toothbrush back on the base, <laughs> next time you go in, it's like... Vroom! Like ah oh, crap! I didn't charge I gotta, it, or I forgot. I to gotta plug do it in. this now. Yeah, I gotta go so back and yeah, do do all that stuff. So and like, I haven't been to the dentist since I've gotten the new toothbrush. But everybody says like, once you go to an electric one, even your dentist will notice some changes in oh. your teeth health. So it could be helpful for you. Oh. Um, and you know, Drew, you and I, as people who eat a lot of unhealthy foods and sugary <laughs> yeah. foods, we probably need all the help that we can get. <laughs> Um, I think you're right. So our first project of the night is called B, and it is the first battery-free powered toothbrush. Battery-free, you say? Yeah, so it doesn't use any batteries. Um, and I know we've had this discussion before, Drew. Um, so what it is is there's a little knob at the bottom of it. You just twist it a couple of times, and then that's going to generate enough power for the toothbrush to run. Um Wait, wait, wait. You twist a knob and that creates the power. Yeah. So I, I, I remember we've had this discussion before where I've tried to explain to you yeah. how electromagnetic induction works. Right. And I'm like, so, what? So, so let's try this again. Um, <laughs> inside the handle, instead of it, ha- it has a like, capacitor, which is, serves as a battery. But what happens is there's a coil, a coil of copper or metal that they choose. And then there's a magnet in between that coil of copper. When you rotate the bottom of the thing, you're rotating the magnet. And when the magnet's passing through those coils, it's the polarities are changing, plus, minus, plus, minus. What happens is um, it causes a charge to be created, and then the capacitor saves it up, and then it uses that to power the battery. Um, How many times do you turn it? You have to turn it very often? Uh, I think it's like once or twice for this. Two twists. And two twists gives you enough like to go. Yeah, to, to, to run it once. Um, huh. And, the, you know, they probably didn't put a big big capacitor, so you couldn't store it long term. But two twists is enough to generate power for that to probably run for the re- re- recommended two minutes of brushing. That'd be perfect for like traveling and, and and you know running out in the world because you wouldn't you wouldn't have to be like oh I gotta charge this or have one more <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. converting they, plug. Yeah, the the first half or the first part of the video they start going you know we're our, our carbon footprint. I'm like whatever. I just want the convenience of <laughs> charge. My I feel like I do that too on products. Where like, I get it. I know you're marketing to those people, but I just want the cool toys. Yeah, like I, I really, I'll be healthy. Yeah, I love it. And then so the 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 heads of the actual brushes they're biodegradable. So if you really care about the green things, if you throw it out, they should degrade. Um, and I think those last about three months, like a normal brush. So I really love this electric toothbrush because you don't have to worry about anything. 
Um, the bristles are all good, and it, ha- it has like a, a s- smart sensor on it, so it can tell if you're pressing too hard or not against your tooth, which I'm not going to lie. I, I used to like, you know, almost grind my toothbrush to the bottom, which is not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I really like this. Um, and like you, you look at the instructions, I love it. It's one, apply your toothpaste. Um, Drew, you and I like to say, don't do the toothbrush commercial size. You only need like a pea size. A pea. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't need to do the whole swivelly thing. Yeah, the swirly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then two is you just twist the dial twice. That will give it the charge, and then you can go for two minutes. Um, and wow. then, so the only thing I'm not sure it has, and I couldn't tell if it does, is my toothbrush right now has a zone sensor. So, you know, the two minutes is for you're supposed to divide your teeth up into four zones. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. And you do 30 seconds each. So for my toothbrushes, once you you start using it, it will have a 30 second timer and it will vibrate mm. when you've done the 30 seconds telling, hey, you should move on to the next zone. Move to the next um, I don't think it has that, but I it, I think it's perfect. It, that uses batteries, of course. So I think it's a perfectly fine trade off to not have that <laughs> and not have to worry about ever charging this thing ever. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, and like you mentioned, for travel, it comes with the little lid things that you can put on it, so you can just throw it into your suitcase. Um, does this would this convince you to get an electric toothbrush? I think so. Like, I love the idea of again not having not having to have something plugged into a wall. Like, what well, I don't know if you live with girls. Well, you probably don't share a bathroom with I girls, don't share right? A bathroom with girls. <laughs> I have lots of girls. There is something plugged in the wall all day, every day, and if it's like you know, it's, it's, a, it's, hair it's a hair straight blow dryer, or yep, curling iron and hair, yeah, all that. And if I want to charge my razor, which you know I shave every five days, maybe every seven, I got to plug, you know, switch some plugs around. Having one more thing in the bathroom that's constantly plugged in, like a like a charger for an electric toothbrush, wouldn't wouldn't fly in my little house. But this, you pull it out of the drawer, you pull it off the counter, and twist, twist, boom! I like it now. Hit me with the uh, MSRP. What are they asking All for? Right. So the MSRP for this, because I was checking the FAQ, the only thing I didn't look for, and I should have, is how much the heads are cost. Oh, replacement um, heads, right? So for early bird, it's $49. For the retail price, or at the non-early bird price, is $89. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want two, what? If you, <laughs> I don't know why you would ever get the one. If you want two, it's ninety six dollars. So, and an MSRP is going. They say that, and that's MSRP is going to be sixty percent higher than that. So it's going to be almost two hundred dollars. Ah. So if you if you want to get it now, I jump in. And so at at their pledge levels, those are not bad. I mean, the electric toothbrush I just got it was on sale, and it was thirty dollars. Um, I think when it's not on sale, it's like forty dollars. So it's but this is about ten dollars more, um, which might you know in the long term not be that much considering you're not paying for power. Right, right, and I I just there's some, there's this, they thought through some things. Wow, heads are available through the website. I didn't see a price on them, but they are doing um, the one that you get on the brush and then three refills. So four will get you through a year. Is what they're saying. Yep. So whatever, however much they are, getting four new heads a year, that's that's no big deal. That's how many toothbrushes I buy a year. So that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> like, like, well, it doesn't tell me the prices of the brushes, but I can't imagine them being too much. 
Right. Yeah, especially right. if you're buying a year's worth, where sometimes you can extend it a little bit longer. So is this a backtrack or sack for you? This is a back. I really like this idea. I really think that they've thought through a lot of things. They've done some great marketing on it. The The goal is, I mean, they're, what, 10,000 from reaching their goal? Yeah. They've still got a month and a half to go. I think, I think what they've – this is a fine thing. Yes, I want to save the environment, but I think it's really cool to just be like, click, click, boom. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I back it. Yeah, for me, it's a back too because I, I realized that I could still use the one I have now for every day, but this would be great to stick into my travel bag because I have a travel bag of toiletries that when I go traveling, oh, right? I, just, I just grab that and go so I don't have to worry about packing stuff, um, which this would be great because then I don't have to even think about charging it. And I don't know if you're like, oh, okay. I wait until the very last second to pack. I know you. I know you do. Which then still astounds me when you show up to conferences and conventions where, like, you were rolling cases and cases of gear, and I'm like, I'm sure that probably got packed before oh, the clothes no, or any. No, no, that's the beauty of it. The gear is all ready to go. Like, I could it's just always... leave to go. The gear is ready to go. It's the clothes. I'm yeah. terrible at. It. I wait until the last second to, ba- to pack all that. Stuff, oh yeah, so. I have to wear stuff. Yeah. So the, the gear, like, I could go if you told me, hey, let's hit the road right now. I could go grab my pack and we'd be good to go. Yep. So, yep. So love it. So that is the B. Um, and so for our next project, speaking of gear, um, so I mean, this our next project probably isn't like one of the basic things that you should get, but it is definitely one of the things that can step up your video game, right? Especially in the mobile world, right? I, I think I think that's why it's key. It's accessible. So yeah. this one that we're talking about is a, a, an essential piece of photographer gear would be a slider. And so a lot of shooters that shoot still video will shoot on these sliders. Sliders the just the rails you put the camera on, and you, you can move it real slow to get pans and parallax kind of moves. Uh, and those are really nice, and they give you kind of an artsy feel. It's one of those things that maybe it's second level. You should certainly, like, figure out how to shoot still pictures and, like, framing really good first before you play with toys like this. But this project is called InMotion. It's the InMotion slider. And I think what they've done with this is they've done a fantastic job of making something that anybody with a camera, you know, with a, with a phone camera can use. So this is a motorized slider that works with your phone, with a GoPro. And as we discussed, some pretty small wireless cameras should work with this pretty well. Mirrorless, not wireless, mirrorless cameras. So smaller bits. Because you have to, the motor has to be able to move it around. But what it, what I think sold me on this project, because there are a lot of, um, I guess, what do you call these, like motorized, motorized slider, slider heads, systems out. I mean, right? that's the There's hotness tons. between that yeah. and gimbals or the, the two hotness in photography. Yeah, exactly. Right now. And most of them for like your decent, like big size cameras, your expensive cameras, they start around six hundred, eight hundred dollars, and then they go way up from there. What I love about this is that. Not it's not a cheap and easy. Hey, here's a box that moves on its own. Put your phone on it. Type of slider. They've thought through really how how phone shooters shoot, and so the the in slider, the in motion slider, has an app that allows you to control for and set up things that are ideal shots for your phone. There's a straight video mode. There's a face-following mode so that as you move around, that little slider is going to follow you. There, there are devices just for that. So it's cool they put it inside of this. There's an animation mode, which lets you program what the move is, and then you do steps. 
right? So one of the, the the example they show is like cutting up some garlic or something, but there's no hands, right? It's just stop motion because yeah, you can, right. but it's moving. It's totally like uh, moving across the table as it goes. And so that would be a very, uh, you know, that that is a cool part of it. Time-lapse mode, the parallax where the camera is pivoting while the slider is sliding, um, you can do some streaming, lots of social media streaming. Again, face follow, social media streaming, turn that thing on, and wherever you're walking around in the room, it just centers you up, and you don't have to have a cameraman. Uh, along with, I think they said something about cloud-based color grading. So you throw the picture or the video out, and it says, okay, here's what looks best. Some cloud storage, all accessories, um, a loop mode. Like Those are all fun things that I looked at, and I was like, that's a cool project. Like That's neat. It, they thought of everything. Uh, the rails, 15 inches, and if you want them longer, you can buy 30-inch rails or like an extender rail. They've got, and I don't know if it's in there yet, but they're talking about being able to do a smart clapper, basically yeah, yeah, a wa- right. uh, trigger, right? Yeah, right here, because these things, like, you don't realize how important having clapper is until you actually start right, syncing right. audio and stuff up. And so what this one does is it allows you to not only like sync audio for post and other things like that, but it will trigger that step mode. So from from afar, you can clap, and it'll start recording. Or if you're doing the step mode, you can clap. It'll take a picture. Clap again. It'll move itself, take a picture. Move itself, take a picture on every clap. So that's kind of a cool setup. Um, there are product shots that you could do with this. There's all kinds of, like, just simple pre-programmed moves. But there's one that got me, and I think it's pretty dang cool. They have a motion trigger add-on. So that for another, I don't know, it's like another 50 or 60 bucks. You can set up these two little IR cameras, or you know, like uh, sensors, yeah, kind of like your garage sensors that keep yes, them from closing. Yes, yes. Set those up, and then whether you know whether you're out skate skateboarding like they show in their video, or if you just want to trigger some motion to happen, you can have that start the camera. You set up the slider, you get it all ready to go, and as soon as somebody trips that wire or trips that light, boop, it starts rolling and recording, and you know it does a pre-roll or it goes right at the right time. They just they thought of everything. So I think I think what I fell in love with with the in the uh, in motion slider is that it just seemed to be fully like thought of. Everything you're gonna need is all there. The the price is a little steep, but it also makes your eye like your phone photography or phone videography a whole new level. These are some of the sleek and sexy shots that you're not gonna get by holding your hand and walking like this. You don't like a time lapse. Uh, I always do this in post. If I'm doing a time lapse of a sunrise or a sunset or you know a city scene, I'll set it up and I will just sit back and let the time lapse happen. And then in post production, in my editor, I'll move the picture around and do some sort of you know push or zoom. But it's very two dimensional. This with its parallax, with its slider and the time lapse part of the app, you're gonna get some just dynamite moves and some really like just sexy looks just all within the app. So there's there's a lot of good here. There's a lot of good. So uh, this is definitely a back for me. They've already reached the goal. They've got about a month left to go. Um, the price for the early bird is about 250. That does not include um, a hard case or extra rails or uh, extra batteries, the clapper trigger. Um, or the motion trigger, like there's some of these extra add-ons. Yeah, that it's make- like sixty dollars for the hard case, fifty dollars for eight rails, seventy dollars rail, right? for another battery, sixty oh. for the the clapper trigger, 
twenty nine for the three sixty platform, and then sixty for a motion trigger. So all of those get added on. So if you're interested in all those things, they built out another tier that's about four fifty that puts all of those things into like the fully loaded kit case. But even at that four fifty, uh, they say it's about three hundred bucks off of the the suggested retail. And I and I don't doubt it. Like what they're what they've built here is certainly in that seven eight hundred dollar range. And most photographers, like if you're serious about shooting with your phone, and a lot of people are. Like yeah. phones are pretty cool nowadays. Phones, you can do some crazy stuff with phones, and then you won't, like unless you're like Drew and I who can spot the differences. Most people won't be able to tell that you even did it on know. a phone. Never even know. Like it's that beautiful. So this for me is like a really really cool like sexy tech toy that i would definitely back in yeah, fact i'm thinking yeah. about getting it for the studio because i know students would love to play with this yeah I, I i love it and then when people balk at the price i'm like it's actually not that bad because the key point is it's motorized um i don't know if you've ever done this drew but have you ever had just the rail system with no motor and you have to oh, I, have, I have several it's, I, it's it's pretty but I'm not as smooth as a mother. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not smooth, and then trying to repeat it sometimes is very difficult because you're you're human. You can't you can't just say I'm going to apply the same amount of force to get it right. working. So that motor, like it, it, it's a night and day difference. And to to give you guys a bit of reference, if you just want the actual rails without a motor, that's already about sixty dollars or so. At least, yep. Um, yep. And that's for the cheap ones, which that's are a little wobbly. Ones. The more expensive ones, you're already looking at almost at $100, $200 itself. Yep. Then you have the motor. Yep. And like I, I think this is great. Um, and especially now with all – I mean, like it's it's stupid how good the cameras in our phones have gotten over the years. It's, they're beautiful, right? They're just beautiful. You know, they, they're shooting 4K and – you know they 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 can pick up a lot of detail in dark light now because of the all the aperture sizes and stuff. Um, it is amazing and like yeah, if you're if you're looking for stuff, and I love all of the um, one man shooter type stuff uh-huh. because I find myself doing that a lot. Or if I am with a group, it's hard to tell them, hey, let's do a parallax slide or something. You know, you're barely <laughs> lucky to get them to be able to hit record and not right. mess that up. Right. Sorry for all the guys who've helped me before, but you know it's the truth. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because it takes practice, right, to do some of those advanced moves. With this, the slider already knows how to do it. You know what you want. You can direct it and control it remotely, which is you know an right. amazing thing. And like, yeah, I, I, the price is not bad at all. Um, now I'm like tempted. It's like I should just ditch everything and just use my phone to film everything. <laughs> Like, makes yeah. really good stuff yeah um and it, it's just as good yep yeah so this one is definitely a back for me too um I, I i loved it um and it's just yeah that's definitely one of those things that i really wish i had a slider right now um my only drawback with it is i think my camera's a little too heavy for this even though it's so. technically a mirrorless <laughs> yeah i i think so I, and and i'm sure well i they're going to have some success with this and they may make a, a beefier version that just says, you know what, we were able to do this here. So now here's our app that, you know, that works with Panasonic cameras or Sony cameras and you can do bigger stuff. I'm sure yeah. they, they'll see some success with this and make something bigger. Yeah. Uh, I like to see that. Yeah. That's, that's a nice thing. Cause you, you have the GH fives now and they're mirrorless, but they're sizable. They're, they're, they're D- not light. They're DSLR. <laughs> like yeah. Wait, yeah. Um, all right. So that's, is our second project of the night. Our third project of the night. You guys did it again. Um, if you don't pay attention to our social media channels, we always have a vote prior to the right. show on what our third project should be. 
And this time, you guys did it again, tied it up. So we're just going to feature both of them because Drew and I were looking at this like, I swear we've talked about something similar, but these are kind of the next evolution of things. Right. Um, it's been a year or two. Yeah, so so our first one, I like this. Um, it's kind of sad, though, because we've we've summer is over now. It's in the fall, so you don't go grilling and stuff. But this is the greatest thing. Um, it follows our theme of adding Bluetooth to everything. So <laughs> this is this is called the Cook Perfect, and it is a intelligent meat thermometer. So you're like, JD, there are tons of Bluetooth meat thermometers out there. This true, true. one, this one is a little bit different because the problem with meat thermometers is usually there's only one sensor, one temperature sensor on it. This one actually has five, I believe, sensors, and what it does is it actually take readings from all of them. And then figure out where the core of it, because that's where you actually want to measure your meat to see if it's done or not, is the core temperature, not that. Because, of course, outside it's going to be a little warmer. Mm-hmm, and then if mm-hmm. you, you know, if it's ice cold in the middle, you don't want to eat that because you're going to get raw meat. So what this does is it takes the readings from the five probes, and then it can, since it knows where the probes are, it can determine the temperature differences between all the probes and figure out where the middle of it is and give you a more accurate reading of what the core temperature, is, core temperature is. And, of course, it has Bluetooth and all that kind of fun stuff, so it goes straight to your phone. Um, and you, and what I like about it is you, you clip it on like anything else, but that phone app is nice. It's super, super nice. So they have three different ways of actually reading the temperature. So you have your meat temperature, which you know gives you the standard thing, um, and you can put you can even put in your target temperature, and the phone will let you know if it's gotten there or not. There's also the pre-select, so they'll have a database of steaks and stuff, and say, "I want a medium rare steak." Put mm-hmm. that in; it will pull up the information for you, let you know what you want. And then the other one is there's a visual one, so you can if you you know you don't quite know. I need this steak exactly at 74 degrees core temperature or something like that. You can pull this up and it will tell you if I want a medium rare one, that's going to be 49 degrees core temperature and use that as your guide. And you can mm. just hit it from there too. And it will lead, lead you up. Cause I'm, I know the way I cook steaks is I don't use a thermometer. I, I do it by eye. Um, and so that, You're one of those that, guys. That, that, that third level would be definitely something for me. So um, it has that as you know, it's a Bluetooth thermometer. Um, and you can get one for $51 right now. Um, is, is this one a backtrack or sack for you? This so, is a back so, for me. So yeah, so it has the thermometer part and then the receiver part and then the Bluetooth to go with the rest of it. I, I think it's Bluetooth. Um, it's probably Bluetooth. Everything's Bluetooth. Um, right, right. So like, would the, how, how often do you grill outside? Drew, or often you- like a couple times a week in the summer. I, I've slowed down in the fall now, but, uh, Quite a, quite a yeah, bit. Yeah. So, and you were telling me you you have kind of a, a Bluetooth one, but it doesn't do well, any of this right, stuff, so right? It's, it's own transmitter receiver, right? And I think I paid probably sixty, maybe seventy bucks for it. And I have one end that I stick out of the grill and plug in, and one inside the house that like beep beep beep, you hit turkey temperature or whatever. Yeah. But not on my phone, not where I am. Like this, this for this amount for this price, especially at these early birds, like wow. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, I, I really like it. And if you guys want to go watch it. All I have to say is Danish cowboys. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, it's worth it's worth finding just for those guys in the video. Yeah. All right. So, and then our next one. Um, this is an interesting one, Drew. You are slowly transforming your house into a smart house. You, <laughs> yes. You have, you have the nest. Do you have a Do you have a door lock yet? Or I, the door lock I do not have, but I have the nest. I have the uh, uh, lights. Um, um, you have. The, you also have the the 
smoke oh, the detectors. Net, the smoke detectors. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, and the camera. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, wow. So how, I'm how, a nerd. How, yeah. So how did your camera work and what was the installation for the camera? The camera I have is a, initially it was a drop cam. And so mm-hmm. now it's Nest Cam, but it's a, a USB that's plugged into the wall all the time. And, um, that's yeah. It's always it's always plugged in. We have it right now, sitting in a corner of the room. When we leave town, we'll put it and hide it up on the mantle or something. Mm-hmm. But it's wired, yeah, so but it's you still got wire, wires and stuff. So our uh-huh. our, our project our other project is called the Halo, and it's called and they claim it's the best smart security camera ever designed. I'm a little skeptical, but what tipped me over the edge is Aero Electronics actually is doing this is certified with them. If you guys have, if that name sounds familiar, they dump a lot of money into Indiegogo projects. So they're definitely not going to back projects that are just, you know, not well thought out and planned because they have expertise in actually making devices. Um, So this actually comes in two models. There's the classic and the vintage. The vintage is you screw it into your light bulb socket and it takes power from the light bulb socket to charge and run. Um, And then... Is it... Like, do you, does it take away the light? Like, I don't get a light anymore. Yeah, that's my that's my drawback with, with it. Is it so? It uses those uh, in ceiling lights that you that a lot of people have that use the pan cams uh-huh, or the pan, uh-huh. the pan lights. So you take that out, you screw this in there, um, and then you can rotate the camera however you want um, in there, and it uses that. But that my only drawback with that version is I don't think it actually works as a light anymore. But it charges, and the nice thing is when you turn the lights on in that room, it charges the device. And then when you turn them off, it uses its internal battery, so it's not always draining power from your house. Um, and then they also have a like a desk version or a more mobile version that you put on that has a battery plate on it, and you just swap out battery plates to charge it up. Um, mm. And then so it has all of that. Um, and then let's see, they're 1080 HD live streams, infrared night vision, because that, that's always a good thing to have is the infrared, since if you're looking in the dark, um, that will help you, the camera see at night. Right, right. Um, oh, wait. I guess the light fixture one does supply a LED light. I was wrong. Does that, oh, around yeah. the rim or something? Yeah, um, around the rim. And then it also does um, a two-way speaker and microphone. So if you really want to scare your kids, Drew, so you'd install I, one of these. I do like I do like. And when kids. they know that dad's away... You can first spy on them, and then when you know you're in the room, you're like, hey, what are you doing over there? Just I saw what you were up to. What are you kids watching? It's like, I like well, that. Stay away from that candy stash. That's dad's. I like that. Um, so, And it has built-in alarms and stuff, so that's that's great. Um, again, the, the desktop version, same same thing. It doesn't have the light, I guess, um, but it still has a two-way speaker. Um, and then it has this int- six-month battery life, which is which is pretty good. So you don't have to worry about swapping it that often. And it's a long what, what's, what's interesting. And I saw this and I'm not quite sure how it works yet, but they have this thing called the smart image detection. So what it, I guess what it does is as it starts seeing the same people over and over, it recognizes them. And then when a new person comes in, it actually can alert your phone to say, hmm. Hey, there's an unknown person in the house and ask you what you want to do. If ring the alarm, talk to them or even call nine one one. So you can get the appropriate right from, authorities right from the app, huh? yeah, right from right from the app, um, and it even you know can take pictures where you want to, <laughs> right, right. So like in the live view, you know, you, your little ones are getting bigger, but you, you remember those moments, right, when the little one would do something and you're like, oh, I got to pull out my phone, 
this can actually probably capture it for you right then and there. Wow. And if it were, imagine if it were like Alexa connected, you'd just be like, Alexa, save the last five minute clip or save the last 30 second clip from my, whatever, my Halo. That yeah. Would be kind yeah. Of, I, and I imagine that they're probably planning on doing that later on. Fun. So I, I, I really like this. It's a, and then the angle is, what was the angle? It's like a 150 degrees. So that's pretty, it's going to capture a lot. Uh, um, yeah. Um, in terms of the sensor, because you've seen the ones that are just narrow and you can only see straight. Um, so this this is going to capture a lot of it. Um, I really just like it looks nice. So if you have the standalone version, leaving it on the table, I don't think a lot of people are going to really ask what that is. Or, if, you know, like next to the TV or something like that. It kind of blends in. Or the, the, the light socket now. Now that I know that it actually works as a light light, too. Um, I bet there no one even knows. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um so what do you what do you think about this? Like it seems like they've they've taken all the best things um, and put them and kind of put them together. Like uh, my Nest has twenty four seven recording that I can go back. I pay extra for that. I have the human detection um, and kind of like zones and things, but it's not wireless. It's, I don't have an in ceiling option. Um, it's not certainly not as sexy as as this one's looking. I. Wow, I mean, it's kind of a, a cool look. I would, I could see myself putting something like this in a ceiling. I could do that. Yeah, and I didn't even notice there's a humidity and temperature detector also on there. Yeah. So like, you don't have to worry about it too much because you're the nest. But say if a br- window got broken or something, or you left the door open, you could probably easily tell because the temperature of the house would have dropped or gone up significantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I love it. So here, here here's a slight pain point, but all these smart home devices are are uh, <laughs> so for the tabletop stand D thing, it's two hundred dollars, and same for the light version is two hundred dollars. That's the early bird, um, and the mix and match is five hundred and fifty dollars, which is not that. Oh, bad. one of each. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to see. They don't list the price of what it's going to be MSRP, but of course it's going to be higher than that. Um, right. And they're looking to deliver next year in July, which I think it might be a pretty reasonable thing to ask. So is, is this one a backtrack or sack for you? <sighs> I'm pretty well set. I like the idea. I think, I think they've got it. They've done it right. And I think that it's looking very it's looking, it's looking good. I'll track it. Like I'm, I'm set. Like I've got mine. It's all working. This one has a sexy look to it and has a bunch of added benefits. So I will track it and see where it goes. It sounds like they've got another. They're only about halfway to the goal, right? So they've got a month left to finish this up. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll see this in the market. This is one that I could totally see in, uh, you know, in your Best Buys and in your smart home stores. Yeah, I, I love the integration of it and how nice it looks too. Because with your, with your. Um drop cam right you can tell it's a camera because it's a right, little, right. little oblong thing this is a little bit more concealing um you know it sort of looks like a speaker so if you're not looking really close you might think it's even a speaker or something like that yeah yeah um and that just having arrow as kind of their one of their partnerships makes me feel better about this project because there's somebody like we make hardware so you're going to make sure that this project goes through um, yeah and, and it's a flexible goal that's interesting um so even if they don't reach their 50, 50 grand, this is going to be made. It might take a little bit longer, but it's going to be made. All right, so it's time for our sack of the week. 
And um, this is this is an interesting one. Um, <laughs> this is NSFW. I don't know if you can show this. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so this, this this is one of those projects where I wasn't even quite sure what it was going to make until I had dug deeper. So it's called A Life's Goal, A Dream Fulfilled, Welcome to the Boneyard. Um, a book, a dream, a zombie with an attitude. What more could you ask for? A book told from the zombie's perspective. Wow. Show me more. So, yeah. So, I mean, you see that and you're like, okay. And then there's some weird CGI zombies that if you watch the video, he doesn't really explain. It takes yeah. like 40 seconds out of this video until he actually tells you what he's going to do. And he doesn't really go into many details. I feel um, like I feel like the video part, I feel like he just had, I mean, it's not, it doesn't really sound like he's drunk, but maybe he's just stoned out of his mind and just talking. And he's like, I'm not sure how well, I'm going to put this together, but I wanted I, to do something for myself. Yeah, I feel like he went to a therapist and recorded what he was telling his therapist. <laughs> and then he just put that on the video because a lot of it is just about like, I'm looking for a dream. I'm going to, I'm going to write this no matter what. And YOLO. So that, yep. that actually draws me away. Like if you're going to do it anyways, why am I giving you money? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of the attitude that came across. It was just like, this is what I need to do to be happy for myself. And uh, you should probably go happy for yourself. Yeah. Like he just kept going. And going. Yeah. And, and if you read his about the first line, this kills me. So comma, this is where I describe my project, comma, how to do it without sounding like a fool. <laughs> you're, going so to, you're writing a book, right? <laughs> Maybe you should give us like a chapter and be like, help me get past the chapter. Uh, it's like, I'm not an English major or something, but like the grammar and the, the, the punctuation and stuff in, in this is not giving me, you know, confidence. <laughs> But the book's going to be good. Yeah, maybe um, he needs the sixty-five thousand to uh, hire a, a copy editor. Yeah, because I mean, even in the subtitle, he put "What more could you ask for?" Period. <laughs> um, and he spelled zombies, and he and he says a book told from the zombies, Z O M B I E S perspective. There's oh, no punctuation. No apostrophe <laughs> so, on that one. Uh, yeah, and I still don't know what the novel's about. Like, no, but it is from their perspective. Dream a book, man. Like, it, I like I I get that you don't want to give out your idea to people. Uh, if we're gonna you, support you, you, you in need this. to give us at least a tidbit. You got to have some kind of teaser. At least give us the premise, because yeah. I won't lie to you. Your premise probably has already been done before, but how you execute that premise is actually why people will want to read your book. Um, because I I mean half the like a good chunk of the books out there, it's all about the hero's journey, right? Hero right. runs into conflict, hero grows, and then comes back, finally defeats whatever his issue is, and then done, right? That is... Yep. A, the, most stories have followed that format somehow. Yep. Um, so that that's why, like, you know, like, I kind of, I like how he's pursuing his dream, but this execution is terrible. <laughs> you want $65,000, and I have zero confidence... In that this is actually going to come out remotely close oh, to and, what's and he's going to write it anyway. He's yeah. going to write it anyway. Yeah, he's going to write it anyway. So it's like uh, I know a lot more authors out there that still have their full time jobs, still do all the other stuff, and 
sorry, bro, they write better than you. Or, <laughs> or at least they, ha- or at least from what you've shown me, they have, they know how to write better than you. So far. Right, they've, they've done it. They've done it. Ah. Yeah, if, if you would have come to us first before you posted this, I think both of us would have said, great, write a chapter. Write us an intro. Or, like, or just, tell give me, just tell me a little bit more about the world. <laughs> yeah, know? well, that's neat. So, um, yeah, we missed the boat on this one. So, yeah, um, if you want to know what not to do for a Kickstarter video, go watch this video. Just, <laughs> like, none of the ideas in it are, are great to go with. So, uh, yeah. The, while, a wild night one night that he was like, I'm just going to talk and hit record. Yep, so that's our sack of the week. Sorry, Christopher. Um, we love you. We do. Yeah, You're going to be fine. You're going to find good, happiness. Yeah, but this is not a good project. <laughs> so let's just be, we learned right. a lot from you. Yep. Thank you. All right, so that's also sadness, but you're probably anxious to get back to work anyways. That is the so, end of this episode of the KitCast. Drew, th- again, thank you so much for making time because I always appreciate it. Uh, you, you got anything to plug? Um, a week a week from tomorrow, I, I screen, uh, so I guess, yeah, Wednesday the 1st, November 1st, I screen the documentary and I uh, hope to have it done by then. But that's about all I've been thinking, eating, and sleeping on for the last probably six weeks or more. So yes. I'm... So they should go. If, if anything, go like Drew's uh, Facebook page. What was that? Yeah. Windows of Change. Windows of Change. Yeah. So it's just Facebook.com/slash Windows of Change, uh, and just follow even the production side. If you dig the production side, you'll see our. Um, I put up timeline Thursdays. Right, I'm showing timeline. I'm showing trailers and just talking about the project as a whole. It really is a motivational thing. Like the whole idea of of this documentary is to remind people, like look outside of yourself and serve like you find happiness. We become more happy when we're helping others. And that's kind of what this whole thing wraps into. So there's my feel good message for the Yeah. Night. I'm, I'm super excited. Cause I'm going to go, I, I will be there to support you and Pete. Yes. Cause I think it's the most awesome thing that yes. you guys are doing this. And, I'm excited. Then, Thanks. and then I'll, I'll bring my phone and do like the, the shaky bootleg video and then leave. <laughs> and if I leak that out, well that, you know, that like, that's going to c- draw more traffic, right? Cause there's good, a leaked good. documentary. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's, it's that's it's gonna be bad. That. Like it's gonna be like a low angle because I'm trying to hide the phone and like you know it's like and like well if you want a non terribly shot bootleg copy is go buy go buy a copy of it. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that. I like that. So, that's fun. So yeah, everybody go check them out at night twenty on Twitter. Um, and yep. if you guys want to reach the show, it's always at Kickcast on Twitter at KT Data at night twenty or shoot us an email Kickcast at ktdata.net and of course. Check out kickcast.net for all the show notes and the good stuff um, on all that good stuff. So um, our next episode, when is our next episode? Is it November? November 6th? It might That's be all right. Se- 5th, 6th, 7th? Because if it's November or October 31st. It's 7 because it's 7. Right? Yeah, you think I could. Oh, there's my calendar. Um, it is. It is. We're yeah, set for the 7th. It is going to be November 7th, which is election day. I believe. Oh, I so, think you're right. So, you know, hopefully both of us will have our I voted sticker. Mm. Actually, that doesn't even work anymore because I am like, they're like, you do it online or you vote by mail and then you don't uh-huh. get a sticker, which is lame. Um, On my sticker. <laughs> so, um, hopefully we will see you guys there live. It's always fun. Um, if you guys are watching on Twitch, I apologize. There's something going wrong with the servers. Facebook seems to be okay right now. Um, and so, Until next time, my friends. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.